Welcome to An Uncommon Conversation, brought to you by the Kaufman Foundation. This episode kicks off a series of frank personal conversations between women in the entrepreneurship space who discuss equity and economic engagement through the lens of their personal and professional experiences. In this installment, we bring together Katie Hendricks, former chief of staff at Colab and current vice president of client and stakeholder development at Pathway Lending, and Dr. Janae Taylor, therapist, founder, and host of the podcast, Minding My Black Business. The women openly share their stories and the stories of the women they know, who often carry it all to be a driving force for their families and their businesses while being penalized by a lack of support. So they ask, what do women need and how can we change systems that do not work for them? One of the hats that I wear is um, I have a podcast and um, so I talk to black entrepreneurs really about how they build their business and how they maintain their mental health. And it's so interesting in um, having some of the male guests on and having them talk about what their business look like in the startup phase. And what is the common theme is that truly if they are creating a business, then the whole family then is entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, so family members are, are packaging orders or answering the phones or helping them get to meeting or prep for meetings. And I don't hear that same community uh, support in terms of the household when it is the woman who is starting the business. And so I don't think it's because the family doesn't want to. I think there might be an assumption that she has it. Uh, so she's she got it and she doesn't need she doesn't need this level of support. yes that is it I think that is it let's just like call it that's that's the thought and so they just kind of watched her do all these things and continue to be um, mom and partner and in some arenas teacher and all these other things and so I'm always struck by that um the difference in that and then when it's the male led that they, they really kind of hoist him up um, to get him to where they need to be and all kind of pitch in. And and yeah, there is this instance of, I need to kind of manage this to kind of alleviate for women, to alleviate some of the strain from my household. I'll make it happen. I'll sleep less. Um, I won't go outside. I won't have breakfast. I will, I'll kind of manage this. I'll do this when they're asleep. Uh, I don't want to disturb um, the nature of the family to get this done. Um, and so there's a lot of isolation in that. There's a lot of anxiety that that, that people are facing um, as a result of some of those things. Yeah, you actually kind of made me tear up because it, it is, I would say, just that that impact and the way that I, at least I know for me and I know of, of some of the women entrepreneurs that I work with too, it's like the way that they and we juggle our lives is to be able to get it all and carry it all. Um, so as I think through what, what would these women need? What type of support would they need? How, how could we care for them? You know, I, I think there is some, some willingness on, on the woman to say, you know, please step in or be transparent and be vulnerable. Um, I know that I struggle with letting go of that because I wonder who's going to pick it up. And so there's the, <laughs> there's a, um, there's a tension for me, you know, so if I, if I knew that, um, you know, someone could, could pick up my child or could, could help me in this way to apply for a loan or, 
you know, do something that would then take that one thing or, you know, one thing a week, um, just to, to fill that support. It's very simple in that way. It's not even a mm-hmm. huge, a huge ask. Maybe it mm-hmm. should be a huge ask. Maybe that's what I should figure out. Uh, you know, what could that look like to let go? I hope that what we've learned from, from COVID, this pandemic, is that our lives um, are not as, <laughs> the lines are blurred, more blurred than we think. Um, so the person who's leading the meeting is also maybe a mom or a caretaker or a nurturer, but also is doing these other roles too and having a level of grace and forgiveness um, as we kind of blend in and out of these roles and um, ensuring that our children, our families have what we need so that we can show up uh, and be present in the way that we need to. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's been, I would say that's been definitely some of my most stress is being able to show up still Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. in all those arenas, you know? I mean, (laughs) I I, I wanna, you know, yeah. I mean, some days it's like, we're eating peanut butter and jelly for dinner. I can't do anything else. And I'm gonna Mm -hmm. answer emails at 10. Maybe I'll go for a walk at some point. (laughs) Right. And eventually go to bed at some point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. I felt during this pandemic, you know, working moms with, you know, toddlers kind of had it, which I am one of those, had it one of the worst because they were fully reliant on you. And then working moms or any moms that had kids who had to homeschool and do the virtual learning. I'm like, can I just give you a hug? (laughs) Right, if you didn't feel like you were doing 15 rows already. <laughs> right, yeah. Here, here are a few more. <laughs> I know, I know. So then, so then think about it. How am I supposed to write a grant or figure out what a grant is or how do I you know, go to my banker and figure out how to apply for a loan in the midst of juggling, you know, I don't know, fourth grade mm-hmm. math, I don't know. Um, I am a member of our uh, area Black Chamber of Commerce, and that continues to be one of our biggest discussions. It's about getting access to capital. How do I even get started? Right. I, I need money to make money, and that's you know kind of that circular. In some ways, it can feel like quite a defeat um, that right. um, this idea is not going to be able to launch off the ground. Um, unfortunately, uh, or unfortunately, I don't know how to really phrase that, but over you know the span of COVID, there's been these um, uh, push to fund small businesses, to push uh, minority-led businesses and women, uh, women-led businesses, um, either through the Small Business Association, there's been the EIDL fund, all sorts of things. But yeah, money is huge. It's so huge. Um, and it's and I bring that up because I, I was able to get one of those small grants um, as a result of this past year. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> I did not realize the level of stress I was walking around with and trying to manage the money part as well as do the other pieces until I got the money. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is uh, a game changer. And it's not, it's not, wasn't even a lot of money. It was, yeah it created a level of relief that I didn't even know I was, I didn't know I was burdened with it. I didn't wow. even know it um, until I got the financial relief. And so, um, so I think that not only feeling like I need money to make money, I don't even know where to get money or feeling like I don't have the 
I don't have the proper package to be able to be considered uh, someone worthy to invest in. Right. And that's actually been what I've grown to do at CoLab is really have that access to capital because I well, and backing up is that education side of things. I mean, you actually knew about the EIDL or the PPP or, you know, there's so many people that might've heard, oh, it's a federal loan. I'm probably not going to qualify and not go further than that. And so, you know, one of the things I represent at CoLab is a crowdfunding loan platform called Kiva. Um, and Kiva provides 0% interest loans, $1,000 now up to 15,000. And their focus is female and minority business owners because say, and I've had people go through that only needed $5,000. Right. And there's a one, I mean, she's one of my, like, you know, thinking of this topic, she is, um, she was pregnant right before the pandemic. So I think she had her little girl in April of last year. And she has a chocolate business with chocolate from her home country of Ghana, but she's a teacher in Chattanooga. So she's both a full-time teacher, you know, and also launching this, it's called Coco Asante, this chocolate truffles. I mean, they're so good. Um, And so she did a $5,000 loan with Kiva at the end of 2018, which got her photography, a website and product boxes. Mm. And that doesn't sound like a ton when you think about it, both the money and what it paid for But that then her product boxes, then she was able to bring her chocolates and get them in front of boutique hotels and some other places and have photography that makes her look, you know, while she is still a full-time teacher, a complete amazing business owner that then she was able to get another loan. And then she's been able to go through one of our accelerators. And so to your point, I mean, that to me is people knowing about it. And that's my biggest, that's my heart. Um, is that people understand. And so I think you're right. That's, I mean, how, how do people know, you know, what does it look like to start a business? Ella still, I think she's finally now, I think at the end of this school year, going to finally be able to move on from teaching and go full-time with her business. She does have a husband who does work too. um, But just, you know, having a new little baby and figuring out that balance, of course, you know, being a teacher, having a baby, having a business um, is a different, you know, I've only have, have the one child um, and our daycare was able to open at some point and we were able to move forward with that and have him there because um, my husband and I were both remote at home. Um, but, but it was hard when he was home because my husband works in sales and had just started a new job. And so it all, it all fell to me. Um, when he was home for those few months to basically juggle, juggle all of it. Um, so just kind of, you know, that fact that childcare for two children exceeds a mortgage um, for some homeowners is just kind of incredible. It never ceased to amaze me to hear about, uh, in some ways it sounds like college tuition, the, <laughs> the, the, the price uh, for childcare. And then to add on the space we're in now in terms of the pandemic is, so if I'm furloughed or if I'm already having my own issues with my own employment, how do I then engage with childcare? The level of things in which we've had to navigate and maneuver um, as it relates to childcare and parenting while building a business is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I know of people, it was just, it felt like, you know, maybe after about six months, their bosses were kind of like, 
all right, really, you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of mm -hmm. like, wait, no, nothing in the world has changed. So please continue to care for me um, with my career and my child. And I, I mean, I had a friend um, who was working, you know, she has a son that's a couple, couple months older than mine and just really the stress of her job and trying to care for him and, and just the, and, and didn't want to put him um, in anywhere, wanted to keep him home in some capacity just, so she was one of those numbers. I think how many women have had to leave the workforce? Are we at 40, 40% other than that? I think. And um, so she left just to be able to kind of maintain her mental health and actually mm -hmm. be a mom for her child. And, um, and it's just been, um, it's just so stressful. Absolutely. <laughs> just those pieces Absolutely. of it Absolutely. so what would it look like yeah for for support with careers and child care yeah I think that it's interesting how agencies and environments sort of like to think of us compartmentalized as opposed to whole being <laughs> um and so um and when we talk about women who are in these who in these roles and institutions or even building these agencies um I think we tend to think uh, more holistically in that way. The, the stress in some ways of moms and entrepreneurs, just you're still trying to run a business or maybe you have employees. There's another entrepreneur at work who has a cleaning business who, who has had a full-time job as well, but has had a crew. Um, she's had, I think she has up maybe up to 30 people. And so um, they definitely had to switch to be able to clean for COVID. And then, you know, that stress of that, um, but her business has actually boomed. Um, she's been seeing such, such success. Um, and she, she's jokingly, I, I did a panel during, um, we have Startup Week in Chattanooga in October. And she was one of the working mom entrepreneurs that did a panel with me. And she told us that her littlest son is six and that he basically um, her husband worked um, third shift. And so she just said <laughs> she'd be working, he'd be sleeping and they just kind of rolled together. It was just a good um, mix. I, and I appreciate her positivity. You know, she just Absolutely. kind of, it's all right if my child's <laughs> sleeping from 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. You know, like this is how yeah. we're working right now. Like, yeah, exactly. The level of flexibility and relieving herself of the mom guilt. Yes. Um, have you had any conversations with any of the entrepreneurs that you've worked with, what they would need? Exactly? I have, yeah, yeah. So um, earlier this year, um, I ran a uh, wellness group for uh, service-based uh, Black entrepreneurs called Mindful Moguls. So it was not at all about building your business. It was about attending to the entrepreneur behind the business. Mm. So we were working on increasing confidence, um, community and managing uh, compassion fatigue. And so one of the things that, um, and two thirds of the participants were uh, working moms. One of the things with one participant that's ringing into my head right now is that we spend a lot of time encouraging her and getting her to draw boundaries um, because she truly felt as though she had to, her life was not only second, it probably was like fourth or fifth down the line mm, and so yeah. um she runs a company in which she has to kind of be on demand like people could call her any moment to respond so that was her priority as well as making sure all the kids were you know fed and taken care of at home and making sure her husband had what he needed and um and she even highlighted a moment when she was taking a shower and, and somebody wanted to ask her a question 
So she stopped her shower and got out of the shower to answer the question. And so we spent a lot of time just kind of nurturing her about another 30 seconds in your shower would have been okay. You can finish your shower. Um, and so making herself a priority, figuring out the things that are most important to her. But I think a lot of that had to happen in a space where she felt comfortable sharing some of those very vulnerable parts of herself and being able to sit with people who are kind of in the same space of building a business because being an entrepreneurship is so very different from being an employee. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, so she felt she felt like, okay, these women understand what this space means. And so they're saying these things out of space of love and out of, out of criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was able to hear it, employ some of those things. And she was also feeling quite isolated. She didn't get a chance to kind of have a break from being partner, from being mom. And so this was her space. Um, we incorporated like meditation and deep breathing. And so it was truly a, a healing moment. And as a result, they're now meeting monthly to continue on that space. I think community is big for women. It is huge to be able to sit and talk about um, your needs as a business builder, your role as women, um, and then even some of the things that are also popping up in a larger context. Yeah. Can, can we do that in Chattanooga? Can we? Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I'm ready. I know. I'm like, I already have, I already have some entrepreneurs in, in mind. I mean, I just think when I, when we did that working moms panel um, and I kind of had a variety of, um, I had some single moms. I had some moms that were full-time entrepreneurs. I had some um, whose husband kind of ran the business, but she had the full-time job. And so we all found community in that regard, you know? We all look differently in the way in what we did. Um, but then we all felt, oh, you get this. Like you, you know, and kind of what you're saying as far as that space of feeling cared for, um, you know, because I think our minds attack us enough of, you know, how can I juggle this one more thing? Or, you know, I mean, even last night we had our first kind of um, in-person event that we were able to attend outside I was supposed to have some help with my son and picking him up. And on my way to the event, I get a call from the daycare. It's like, are you coming? I was like, oh, other people were supposed to come. So I brought him with me. And I, you know, it's like, I walked in insecure a little bit to be like, okay, bringing him, Mm -hmm. you know, and everyone was gracious and kind. And so I was thankful um, to have that support, even as I kind of was unsure. Okay. And he's, you know, he was fine. It was outside. So he could (laughs) do, do whatever he got to know everybody, Um, you know, but it is that, I think that community and support and, you know, even just, I I have another friend I just met with that's looking to help. um, She's launching a business to help entrepreneur moms, either both professional or personal with all the things, you know, she's like, you need me to go pick up your child or you need me to get your dry cleaner and you need me to balance your books. Like, how can I be support to you? So you do, you know, you can breathe and how are, you know, those sole providers for your family, you know, if you're doing all the things, how can you have support? Absolutely. Um, yes. So that's, so even what you talked about with your mindful moguls, I'm like, mm-hmm. let's bring, can we bring that to Chattanooga? I've got people. I know. Because we'll, we'll I think that's the part that at least in Chattanooga, I'm thankful. We have a great entrepreneurship com- community, you know, where resources all come together. 
but we don't always get to everybody, you know, and I want more people to know that they're not alone. There are resources just in general, not just about um, capital and things like that, but how can we as a community come around you? Mm -hmm. Do you, are you plugged in to other, I mean, you talked about the black chamber of commerce, like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm plugged in there. Uh, I also have, I'm connected with some of the other black therapists in my area who have, and a large chunk of them have private practices. And so monthly we do a meetup. Um, and that really is to be a space where we support each other. Yeah. So I have, I have my little pockets, uh, where I kind of mm-hmm. go in and out of uh, staying connected with, with black entrepreneurs and, one of the pieces, I mean, we've been talking about like the, the role of women and being a parent in uh, uh, entrepreneurship. Um, even what I just said in terms of like being a mental health therapist during this pandemic as an entrepreneur is, is a whole nother thing. And so being a, you know, a black entrepreneur in this space has been really interesting um, because we are in this environment now where we're having to manage safety on multiple levels so right. COVID is one thing but then like the physical safety of the incidents of police brutality and racial justice and sort of watching these cases happening um, and having to sit with people if you're in service-based businesses having to sit with people who are who are really suffering too and so it has been a lot it's been a lot um, and trying to trying to manage all of those heavy heavy heavy, heavy right things. and where do you I mean you mentioned this kind of monthly, but where do you go to be able to be, you know, be able to, to care for people as your own, you know, I, I'd assume your own emotions too, that you're, right, you know, right. who cares for you in that, right. in that regard? I appreciate you asking it. So um, I've employed a lot of strategies and some of the strategies that I employed last year are different from the ones this year. And so um, I've changed my schedule um, in terms of when I carry client hours, I, my day is not as long as it used to be, um, which is nice. Uh, yeah. And so that has been really helpful. Um, and last summer, well, about two or three months, I went back to therapy. So that was really nice um, to kind of deal with the multiple levels of grief that was happening as a result of the world changing. Right. Um, <laughs> and then I, of course, have my own support system, my family and friends that I tag in as needed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of video calls um or even you know meeting uh six feet apart Uh, there's been a lot of that happening and most recently what I've decided to do is be more intentional about um taking breaks um so like a quarterly break uh where I just kind of stay up step away from the business for three or four days and um last week I got to go to Williamsburg which is about 45 minutes north of me um, and just kind of be with the cherry blossoms. And I saw a family of deer and oh. I was like, I forgot outside was like, this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so that, that did wonders. Um, and I was like, I can't stay here. I have to go back and make money so I can come back. Right. But, uh, <laughs> the crux. Yeah. Crux too. <laughs> right. 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 So I've been trying to employ as many things as I can, um, uh, and I now have this, uh, I've gotten more houseplants than maybe I need at this point, but, uh, <laughs> Me too. I, I got, yeah, that's funny that you said that. Yeah. I've got a lot of flowers. Right. 
So, you know, I just kind of do what I can, uh, given where I am. At um, you know, we have been talking about some of the things that women entrepreneurs manage, um, moms manage, mom, mompreneurs, I've heard that word. Uh, <laughs> so in terms of the, uh, the mom guilt, the, uh, what I like to call entrepreneurial anxiety, um, for some, some of us who are struggling with a lack of community, there's a, a large group of people who are running small businesses who are not at all connected right. with other small business owners. Um, and so sometimes they'll minimize their own stress and struggle because they don't realize that they're in a space where they're kind of operating unhealthily there. So um, I, I would suggest, you know, I'm completely biased and I recognize it. <laughs> <laughs> that I think everybody, all entrepreneurs, particularly mompreneurs, uh, women entrepreneurs need to get connected with a mental health resource. And so for some people, when they say, when I, when they hear me say that, they think, oh no, I'm, I'm suggesting you go to counseling. Ideally, yes, but I also know there's some barriers to that too. Um, but some uh, therapists are working to create systems where you don't necessarily have to come to therapy and still get support and resources and education. So whether that means um, listening to a podcast, whether that means um, attending a workshop that they do or something where you can get an education about how your emotions are impacting your ability to, to think and stay motivated and to have energy to do the things that you need to do. Um, so I think there's a lot of like self uh, discovery or even reconnection because we've right. all been changed by the pandemic we've all been changed um, so that's kind of like the inward and then getting connected to um, other entrepreneurial spaces that'll be really helpful because that's going to help lead us to that education that you do Katie to help <laughs> to help people um, manage and maintain their their business um and I think it's important to talk to your family um, about what you need and to not try to compartmentalize that in a way that don't worry about it, I have it. No, let them help package the orders. Or... <laughs> I right. remember I was an educator and I remember going to her office after school and sitting in her office and watch her do her thing. And they gave me such an appreciation for what she does um, because I was watching it. I was seeing it in real time. Now I couldn't help her. Well, that's not true. She had me staple. And this I was, was like, yeah. I staple things. <laughs> I think I even played with the Scantron machine. I don't know <laughs> if I was supposed to, but yeah. um, but it gave me, I, I felt connected to what she was doing. And um, I don't think that moms have to live that way that things are so separate. I've seen some beautiful examples of where um, other mompreneurs are, you know, are taking pictures of their kids in their workspace with them, uh, helping them uh, do these things. So you don't have to do that. Uh, so asking for help um, is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. Um, and so um, we are already sort of extending ourselves in a lot of ways beyond capacity, and that's not necessary. And I think when we business build, sometimes we feel like it needs to happen in certain pace and fashion. And we get caught up in comparing ourselves to others and feel like we need to go faster and faster and faster. And that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes you do need to slow down and pause, get some support. Don't try to do it by yourself. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, I think that place of um, coming to appreciate yourself 
and know yourself and take that 30, 30 seconds more in the shower. Um, maybe take a shower, you know, yeah. just <laughs> right. Yes. Just, and make that a priority. I mean, um, and you know, don't just be living out these titles, um, of these roles that you take on, but, but be who you are. And I think, um, what I've seen in the workplace, um, I was the only mom, I am the only mom out of my, um, organization. And so, um, one of the things that we've talked about in leadership is seeing other leaders be able to say, Hey, I'm going, um, to go pick up my child right now, or I'm going to go to a baseball game or, you know, but mm-hmm. just being able to, to show that transparency, that family matters, and that then you're empowering the others in your organization to feel, you know, cause I, I literally on my calendar have a, a time where I can't have meetings after because I've got to get to daycare to get my son to do all the other things of my other job. Um, and I think, I think seeing that in support that people know, you know, this is not something we hush up. It's still happening. Let's, you know, let's be transparent and that. And so I think, I think just coming with community and knowing that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that piece, as I've gotten to talk with more working moms and entrepreneurs, and we've all just been like, this is where I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that vulnerability, I think has just happened way more um, in this past year than I've had in other seasons. So I, I hope that people are, are finding, finding that community, you know, and, and being able to, lift people up and support, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've, I had someone yesterday at the school be like, well, do you want me to take him? Cause I know you have your event and she's a single mom. And if we had had an extra seat, she probably would have taken him, <laughs> but we couldn't figure that part out. And I was humbled um, by her generosity to help me in that moment. Uh, and she had two kids. <laughs> she's, she already had, you know, and so I, I think that, um, everyone coming together in a way that's just beautiful and, and generous um, and that people can do, I mean, we're all, we're all affected in this way, in a, in a unique, awful way, <laughs> as you've said, you, you, I love how you phrase things kind of for, unfortunately, but then fortunately, right. you know, the positive way of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Thank you for listening to this Kaufman Foundation podcast. For more stories on an inclusive economy, please visit us at emkf.org forward slash currents. The Uncommon Conversation series brings two people together to discuss personal perspectives and fresh opinions on topics related to the Kauffman Foundation's work. The perspectives of our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of the Kauffman Foundation, but are presented here to celebrate uncommon voices and civil discourse to move conversations forward.